Hello, welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello. Hi, Steve. How's your day? That's good. How's yours? It's great, you know. Just uh, working for the man, you know. Yep. Um, We're recording right after work today, which is exciting. How was your work day? Busy. Busy. Yeah? What? Wait, can you explain to the world exactly what it is that you do? I sell parts. All right, there you go. You heard it here, just like he sold things in bungalows. Yeah, I'm, I'm a salesman. <laughs> I sell things. Nice. Uh, parts, parts for what again? You've told me all this. I'm so sorry. I have forgotten the details. I don't want. I don't want to get too into it, but I'll just say it's uh, automation related. Oh, that's right. You want the separation to be able to say horrible <laughs> things and not be held accountable. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't Google me. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Okay, well, moving on then. Um, folks, today is day two, or I mean, I guess it's day one of the impeachment trial itself, really, because yesterday they were just, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, they were talking about whether or not it was constitutional just to like move forward with it at all, right? Mm-hmm. And then today we've been hearing like the opening arguments for the case for actually removing him from his former office. And denying him all of the rights and privileges afforded to him as a previous president. So, exciting stuff. We're going to get to that at the end of the show for our main event. But first, everyone, it's our first segment, the warm-up. Well, first, I, want, I wanted to ask you if, you if you watched the big game. Oh my god, of course I did. Yeah? Are you kidding me? I, ha- I hate to say this, but Brady's my fucking boy. Well, I mean, let, let me. I, I just I want to take this this as an opportunity to give a shout out to the goat, to the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, Babe Ruth. <clears throat> Babe Ruth. Y'all. Nobody talks about Babe Ruth. He Babe won, Ruth is he's dead to me. I mean, he won. Nobody even knows Babe Ruth won three championships rings as a pitcher with the Red Sox before he even started hitting home runs and went to the Yankees. Nobody. He's got seven rings. He's got all the records. Oh, Tom Brady. Fuck him. Babe Ruth is the goat. He already had a candy. He lives in infamy. That's taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Babe Babe Ruth's are covered in chocolate, right? Yes. It's like chocolate nuts and caramel. I think so, yeah. Can you ask for a better candy bar? Shut up. <laughs> what you, what's what's Brady's candy bar? He doesn't have one yet because he's still exactly. living. He's still living. That's well I think the I think the, the, the baby Ruth came out while uh Babe Ruth was still an active player. Oh shit, did it? I think so. Well, I don't know. well Steve, this seems like a great time for us to research. <laughs> Woohoo! Here we go. Let's see. We're gonna figure some shit out real time, everyone. We're changed people. Well, okay. while, while Jordan's looking that up, I just also want to point out to the listeners: if you took away every single goal that Wayne Gretzky scored, his assists alone would still make him the all-time points leader in the National Hockey League. You want to talk about goats? You want to talk about goats, people? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the Mount Rushmore of goats. It's Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, Tom Brady, and Wayne Gretzky. I don't want to hear any other arguments. I don't want to hear about individual athletes like like Serena Williams or, or Tiger Woods. People, I'm talking about team sports. It's Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, Tom Brady, and Wayne Gretzky. And people are like, what about um soccer? And soccer's not a sport. Get it out of here. <laughs> soccer's not a sport. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a... 
that's such an American thing to You're say. Goddamn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it offends me that they call it football. Sure. Well, have you ever watched the World Cup? It's riveting. Oh, no, no. I, I I watched. The, I'm like most Americans. I stop watching the second Team USA is eliminated. So I stop watching pretty early in the. Yeah, I, was say, I will say yeah. this. I, I I'll, I'll watch the um the women's soccer. Yeah, they fucking rock. Yeah. They kick ass. They're so fucking amazing. And yet, I mean, we don't have to go through this. We heard about it all season during the World Cup. But their pay is shit. Their exposure. Well, what? I mean, the, the the pay is is like reflective by the revenues they generate. Right, right, sure, that's fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. Although I wouldn't say it's as easy as that. I think it's also a promotional issue, and I think it's a resource issue. There's definitely more that could be done to switch that. Considering they get insane numbers, I would believe, um, versus the small exposure that they do have. But if I can. Uh, I should say like rate, rate. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, and I gotta be honest. I don't think I can research that one. That sounds like some internal data. But circling <laughs> back to Babe Ruth, okay. you're, you're right. Babe Ruth, uh, the candy bar was introduced in 1920 when they refashioned the candy bar candy cake. Two Ks, candy mm. cake. They changed it to Baby Ruth. Yeah, the the less K's the better. That's good marketing. Yeah, you because know, you start messing around, you get three K's, and you're like, okay, who are we now? Who who even are we? Yeah. Oh, of course. I don't. I, honestly, oh wow, they have. It is a very unflattering looking candy bar. I keep forgetting it is like the first and foremost shit replacement for pranks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a very unflattering looking athlete, so I think it, it makes sense. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Ay yeah yeah. Uh, but yes, I did watch the Super Bowl and. I mean, here's the thing. I really, really, really don't know what to do about my love of Tom Brady because I grew up with Tom Brady. I was born in Vermont. My family lives there. My mom and sister live there now. My dad loves the Patriots. I'm just a through-and-through Patriots fan. And Brady just took that team to fucking greatness, and so did Gronk, so did Randy Moss, all these people. I know he's not on the Buccaneers, but just so many good memories of winning. Mm. associated with loving him and outside so here's the issue though he had the maga hat in his locker and he and he refuses he refuses to denounce uh trump very publicly he'll only say like sort of you know neutral statements like uh yeah that probably wasn't a great thing for him to say when asked about the ridiculous things and harmful things that trump does so you know Why why do we need athletes to do that just throw the football. I don't care what his politics are. Like I said, I watch I watch U.S. women's soccer. I can't stand the politics of Megan Rapinoe, but I don't care. Just bring home the gold for USA. Don't give a shit. But he does. <laughs> you know make, what I mean? He does make a statement though when he's doing a press conference and his hat's in the back of his locker. I don't care. Prominently I, displayed. I, I really don't care. He, he's he's certainly on the list of uh, outspoken political athletes. He's way, 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 way down the list. He happened to got caught with a Trump hat. Basically, who cares? I don't care. Play football. He's a football player. He's not a politician. You can have the dumbass political beliefs you want. Like I said, I find the the, the outspoken nonsense from women's soccer team USA to just be obnoxious. Don't care though. Just win. Just bring home the gold. I'm still rooting for you. Don't care. Find you obnoxious. Don't care. Go USA. 
<laughs> well, know, that's the way I look at it. I would expect those arguments out of you, and uh, <laughs> we don't have time to address them all. <laughs> it would be its own horror <laughs> topic. But let's get into the one from our listener. Uh, okay, right. as, as, as a reminder, everyone, patrons get to submit these warm-up topics. Patrons are people who signed up at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast, and you get a bunch of perks. You get uh, access to our Facebook group, access to our meet and greets, uh, episodes that come out before we release into the public. So check it out and you get to submit main event topics if you pay enough money or like this segment, warm up topics. It'll only cost you five buckaroos a month. If you are interested in becoming a part of the show, please head to patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. Okay, Steve, what do we have today? Well, we got one coming in hot from Aaron Hutton and she says, really offensive jokes. When is it okay to tell them and how do you know? Personally, I find that the more offensive it is and delivered at the most inappropriate time, the funnier. All right. I like this one because this is a direct reference to an offensive joke that Aaron made during the meet and greet last week, which will not be repeated on air, <laughs> but I personally thought was A plus hilarious. It was a series of jokes, yeah. and I agree. <laughs> she was just snapping them off, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I agree. I know. She was like, I feel kind of bad about even repeating this. And then just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Join the meet and greets, folks. They're juicy. Get in there. That's, that's another uh, Patreon uh, perk. Yes, it is. Um, okay, so, Steve, do you want to answer first? Or, or you, you got established thoughts on this? Well, let, let me let me take a look at this. So, so when is it okay to tell them? And how do you know? And well, you know, if it's okay, I guess if people laugh, but <laughs> that's always the risk. And you don't like Patrice O'Neill said something is like, uh, I'm going to butcher this quote, but, uh, funny jokes and unfunny jokes come from the same birth. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know what's going to crush until you say it. See, you just got to say it. And you know, if it bombs, it bombs. Yes. I, I do think it is a bit more of a nuanced discussion in general, like because of comedy and because of just knowing what it's like, you know, exactly what you're talking about, Steve. I definitely have less liberal, so to say, views on this topic uh, because, yeah, I agree. Like you have more liberal views. I think less. No, by the by the actual definition of, of liberalism. Ah, yeah. I see. I not, see. The, not the way it's been corrupted by this wokeness, which is actually illiberal. Yes. But okay. Go on. Steve's applying <laughs> principles today, folks. I think I think that uh, there's a difference between talking about a comedy club atmosphere, right, and then maybe mm. like telling shitty, racist, horrible jokes to a crowd that's you know. You know, we were just talking about three Ks, for example. So, nest like if we're talking about jokes, saying they're funny if people or they're okay if people laugh. I do believe that in a comedy club where you're going to have more of a cross section of people, I would say that winds up being the threshold, in my opinion, as well. You know, because like mm-hmm. comics, sure, there are stupid comics that somehow make a million dollars a year by being like and like taking their shirt off but for the most part i would say we're pretty smart cookies you know are you throwing shots at bert kreischer <laughs> <laughs> wow 
Wow, the machine? You're going after the machine on our little podcast? Ooh, this no. is exciting. I hope he fires back. No, and I'm certainly not saying no in the event that uh, I ever get any potential to work with him. <laughs> but, but, but no, I think it's like, you know. I'll say it. I hate it when he takes off his goddamn shirt. Let the joke. You're funny, Bert. Let the joke speak for itself. Put your fucking shirt back on and do your material. But, yeah. I mean, Bert does well because he's just a good time. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, sure, he's a funny guy. But like more so than that, he's just a good time. Oh, but yeah. I, yeah. Um. But but I do think, you know, there's a certain cerebral element behind the punchlines we go for and the angles we go for. You know, we're always trying to find, like, a deeper angle. And by saying something that on its face when it bombs seems just, like, really bigoted and horrible, most of the time I would say it's actually, like, I don't want to say a meta commentary. I'm not trying to give us that much credit because we don't deserve that. But a lot of the times it's it's not, if it seems really stupid, horrible, and bigoted, it's probably a commentary on something. Right. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people don't realize is like if if you say some if you have a bit where it's just completely absurd and either racist or sexist or whatever to an absurd level, you're the butt of the joke, the person telling the joke. The joke is look how ridiculous and absurd I am. I can't possibly believe this. It's so stupid. You know? People are like, oh, he must be serious. Mm-hmm. Like, no, if I was serious, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're talking about like free speech kind of jokes or, or like yeah pc culture kind of shit but i think i think also there's another space where it is just like leaning into the trauma of things and this is said all the time but just it gives you a certain ownership over that and it, it like allows you to sort of live and exist in a space that is otherwise very scary and you know you don't really ever fully contemplate it or humanize it in any way it's just kind of something that's like horrible and it's taboo and you don't talk about it because you just don't talk about it you know it's like it's like a horrible thing that you just don't talk about Mm -hmm. but we you know we're talking about our really good friend vince who's in a wheelchair and he's like one of the funniest people in san diego and he's the best fucking time and half of his uh, 75 percent of his jokes are like centered around his life you know and how he lives it specifically and like it's just the funniest shit ever he's got the he's he's the most offensive and not even just on stage in the hang this dude is just violently brutal to people especially new (laughs) people and this shit is so goddamn mean and so goddamn funny you know what i mean (laughs) and just like like yeah just like horrifying sometimes but that goes for all of us i guess just just horrifying shit that comes out of his mouth (laughs) and it's just like yeah that that's i think i I talked about this on a on one of our other podcasts so that's what like like turned me on to the san diego comedy scene is like the first open mic i went to vince was the host and like comics would come up on stage and just make like a horrific wheelchair because he's he's the hosting so he's bringing the guys up and the comic will come up and make like a horrific wheelchair joke and just you know half the audience would be laughing half the audience would pull back and be like oh my god you said it about the paraplegic guy that's horrible and then when that guy gets off stage and vince comes back up on stage he'll hit him with something that's like four times as ruthless and funny and like the crowd just fucking destroyed and i'm just sitting back watching like Wow, these guys don't give a fuck. That dude in the wheelchair isn't gonna isn't crying like a bitch because people made fun of his disability. He just goes up there and hits him twice as hard. I fucking love this. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's also like Vince will make people cry. 
Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he has such a it is truly a talent to just be able to like have x-ray vision into the most tender places of someone's heart and just fucking go at it. Oh, he will find your little weakness and just hit it with a fucking crowbar until you cry. And you're like, how? I remember like my, my first couple of months in the scene, I was like, how am I getting bullied by a dude that can't walk? How is this I, possible? I know for a fact, too, that like, I mean, I think we bring this all up, you know, sort of to also talk about the fact that um and sorry for talking to you vince you probably don't listen to this podcast but if you do sorry for talking for you but i don't imagine he would want it any other way than like us talking about that and you know being a part of that like shit circle about it because it's just like don't fucking not reference it you piece of shit yeah 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 Although there, of course there are certain ways to like not reference that thing because like it is a real thing so you know i i generally for comics i think pretty much everything is fair game but like there's a certain amount of respect and kindness that exists behind us when we do make those jokes like we don't we don't make those jokes really about people that you know we don't think like would have a big laugh being in on it and like you know going back and forth on that on that subject or whatever or like Uh, i don't know sometimes people do just get picked on (laughs) sure no yeah yeah no that's fair well especially in like the whole i i guess i'm thinking more like on stage or i'm thinking specifically at open mics when it's just us on stage but also basically just in a riff circle just like yeah shitting on each other or whatever but i don't know i'm fucking rambling but but point point being you know like it's not like this is said with some sort of bad intent that is like ill received all the time it's like not like that at all but since people don't see it because it's such a fucking weird environment i think it's hard for them to imagine that there's a world that exists where these kinds of jokes are actually like really nice and just like right yeah well i I wonder i think aaron's more talking about just not even as a comic just in life yeah and uh i wonder because some some of it there is deeper meaning behind it but sometimes like an offensive joke is just funny because it's funny because like the wordplay is clever (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i think yeah i'm glad you said that too that's very true i was getting all like high and mighty and lofty with it that's well that's that's true in a lot of cases too but like some offensive jokes is like wow that's that's clever wordplay i didn't think about that and you caught me by surprise and now i'm laughing (laughs) yes yeah yeah exactly and there's just like something about that sort of like gutter like gut laugh it just fucking gets you in a place that never really gets explored it's like a button that never gets pushed because society doesn't you know feel comfortable pushing it and and that's why people i mean if people are being honest with themselves that's one of the reasons they go to comedy is because comics go up to lines you know less traveled and Mm -hmm. they make it they like take you on a journey where you can laugh about that shit that you can't really do with your coworkers or like your mom or something. You go there and you get to talk about that stuff. And so, yes, sometimes comics swing and miss. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you look like a really big fucking asshole. I mean, everyone, <laughs> everyone knows the Chappelle bit where he's like talking about when he heard about the Kramer thing. And then he's like, you know, basically to fucking ruin Chappelle. He's like, you know, when I heard about, you know, Kramer's whole racist tyrant yeah yes um 
Chappelle's like, you know, part of me is like, oh god, man, that's like, like you fucked up. That's that's like a, shitty, you know. And then another part of it was like, ugh, like just a bad day, Kramer. Keep at him, you know. Like keep it up, dude. Keep, keep grinding. <laughs> yeah, basically, I completely butchered that. But but yeah, that's part of it because every now everyone thinks Kramer is like a horrible Nazi man for the rest of his life, and he's not. He's well, just not. I don't know because that clip. It wasn't. I mean. I don't know. It the, 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 it wasn't a joke, and it it wasn't really a riff. It was him responding to hecklers. So I mean, I guess he had the worst possible reaction to that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm 100 percent not defending um, how he chose to handle that, and a lot of comics like will defend how he chose to handle that. Mm-hmm. But I, all I'm saying is, I don't think Kramer has been hiding from the world that he is like a devout member of, you know, the Ku Klux Klan. He's like an active white supremacist. And him doing that is just, oh, finally we see the real Kramer, you know? Like, (laughs) no, that's not what happened. He made a really, he, he first off did have that shit like available to him in his rage, which Mm -hmm. is, is like horrendous, right? Like that part that that's pretty horrendous. I haven't seen any explanation of, why he did that that would suggest anything other than like yeah there being well, some horrible elements to it the only thing i can think of is is, is like he he was so angry that he was just like well what's the meanest possible thing i could say to this person at this time the person was black ergo the meanest possible thing you could say to him would be what he said right but right that, and, and that's not good no 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 it's horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah i totally i feel like I hope the takeaway is not that I defend him in any way whatsoever. <laughs> it's like not not trying not That's trying to gonna be, be the title of the episode. I know. I'm probably gonna get a lot of disagreement and I'm gonna try to like fill up the holes that I left behind me over the last five minutes in this conversation. <laughs> but yes, it's absolutely horrible to do that. What he did was violently racist. And it was a very you know, we talk about words having violence, all those words really do have violence unleashing on a fucking stranger in a crowd like that is like i've seen comics do that before and it's inexcusable like i just think it's inexcusable there's like a weird facet of comics that revere the comics that have like anger problems on stage and like Mm -hmm. lose it on hecklers you know yeah i don't belong to that camp like i think that's the usually the worst way to handle a heckler I agree. And I get it. And Comics I've done it like, before because right, of what gonna, I'm doing. I was, I was gonna say, I've like literally yelled at men in the crowd before and made the whole room go silent and be unable to recover from it from like the rest of my set. And yeah. and I've like I've said I've called men like pussies and stuff and like like angrily and said like shut the fuck up you fucking idiot, you know, <laughs> like stop that's just horrible and you lose it. Yeah. And I don't stand by those moments. Yeah, same. Yeah, but I feel like uh, Kramer's probably a bad example because his words were just like so, 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 so horrible and honestly traumatizing for the person that received them, I imagine. Um, but Well, I think we get carried away with the whole people are traumatized by where I'm sure the, the dude in the audience was just fine the next day. Sure. I mean, maybe I used... I mean... 
I think the range could go from like very shooken up or like surprised or taken aback to like traumatized. Yeah. It's probably in like that range, that range somewhere. Um, but yeah, that doesn't count as the offensive jokes that Aaron's True. talking about. So I guess go- going back to to what Aaron is asking, you know what? You know, I guess it's the problem with this. It's all in, in the eye of the beholder. And what what bugs me the most is how people only get offended by their thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the Asian joke was funny. The the race joke was funny. The 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 dead baby joke was funny. But oh, the women joke. How dare you? And it's like, whoa, the you didn't get mad when i was making fun of those other groups you just got mad when i was making fun of your group you know what i mean so yeah i I don't know i don't know how to answer that i don't i can't give you an answer aaron i don't know i just say keep swinging (laughs) i agree completely i i have to push back i have to disagree with your very initial statement that like if it's funny then it's okay i disagree with that because people really will just laugh you know some people they're more simple-minded and they just laugh at stuff that's simple-minded and they bring their simple-minded thinking into why they laugh about something and the irony that's either really being delivered in the joke goes completely over their head you know and they they just laugh at the what looks like on its face is just like a really bigoted thing to say um and that happens a lot or they're just kind of (laughs) sitting there the whole time with their mouth open because they're actually too dumb to get jokes. <laughs> they- yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. But I remember like once you start worrying about getting booked and stuff too, it's interesting just on the topic of like offensive jokes. Cause it's like how much, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm just a sellout, but it definitely is an element where like, you're not going to get booked if you have a, at least at our level in San Diego, California, you're not going to get booked on all of these like local shows. If all of your jokes are horrifying, you'd mm-hmm. have to be ex- extremely fucking funny and good at what you do. For that well, that's view. the thing. If these horrifying jokes are crushing, then you probably right. will get booked. But honestly, none of us are, <laughs> none of us are that good. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like Joe Grillo has some like kind of offensive jokes, I guess. Like, not really, though. Not when looking at it from, like, a comic, like, from... I'm trying to think of someone in the scene that has really, really horrifying jokes and is, like, booked all the time. Not a lot of people. I don't know. I haven't really been in the scene in, like, two or three months anyway. I don't know even know what's going on. That's true. I have not been in it since the pandemic started, sort of. I've maybe done, like, four shows. Yep. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Hopefully, uh, the disagreements are a plenty this week. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to our next segment, everybody, um, which is normally the disagree mail segment. This is where anybody, you don't have to be a patron, you can just be a listener or a patron, uh, write into us at our email. It's the I disagree podcast at gmail.com or tweet us on Twitter at the I disagree pod. And we want you to like, just engage with us if you disagree with some shit we said send in an email if you listen to the podcast you know what this segment is we read it on air we talk about it it's great but this week we didn't have any of that so moving right along to our final segment the main event okay well as mentioned in the beginning of the episode it's impeachment trial day steve and i are going to talk about that because we we have to really i don't think we have any other choice um 
Steve. Is that today? <laughs> it is. It's happening today. Have you been watching any of it on the television? No, not really. I've been too busy today, but I, I saw some some snippets on the uh, the Twitter. Yeah. So before we start into our conversation, we should make it clear that Steve and I are like pretty much on the same page with this um, in terms of Trump being deserving of getting impeached and convicted, obviously not removed from office because he's already gone, but he would lose all of the rights uh, and perks that you get as a former president and he wouldn't be able to run again. That's I the think, main thing to me. I think, although I feel I, like I saw an article that said you still could. It's a separate vote, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. I, I yeah. Think. That's but, the most important thing to me. Otherwise, it is just spectacle. You know, I, well, I, I don't want him to be able to hold public office again. Well, you also get intelligence briefings. Yeah. He doesn't need those. I mean, I don't think he was looking at his intelligence brief- briefings when he was actually president. So I don't. I'm not too concerned about him getting him after he's president. <laughs> you know that, I mean? That's true. That's true. He wasn't, but his cab, like the people around him were. And I wonder if it'd be similar. Like, can he select someone, a trusted person of his inner circle to like get them? Can he do this? Can he ingest them the same way he did when he was president? Yeah. And I think I could be wrong about this, but I think the former presidents receiving intelligence briefings. I don't think that's like a, a law or a constitutional statute or anything. I think that's just kind of like a, like a tradition. It's just a know? tradition. Yeah. Hey, I, I think what? so. Cause from what, from what I understand, the only ones that actually ever read them were, were uh, Bush senior. <laughs> because he, he was head of the CIA and the shit was interesting to him. Yeah. I was going to say just like a really exciting morning newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could be wrong about that though. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> you can keep talking. We gotta get, uh, we gotta get better at at the the research and talk, the real time information. All right, so um, Skip snap. I did, um, I did see that uh, Senator Romney uh had a had a close call. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. Wait, what? What do you mean close call? So that, that those are some of the videos I saw on Twitter. So they played some some uh previously unreleased footage of the. Uh, of the riots and uh you know the the officer goodman the the hero cop that basically led the the rioters away from the chamber Mm -hmm. well there's a clip of him like right before that happened with romney and some other guy walking down the hall and then goodman coming up the other direction and being like no no you need to go the other way and then romney and the other guy turning around and running and then apparently like a minute later is when when the rioters came through the hall so if, if, if Goodman hadn't intercepted Romney, Romney was heading straight towards them and would have, would have, would have reached them in like 30 seconds, or they would have reached him in like 30 seconds. And like, that's Mitt Romney. <laughs> you saw how they were acting with, to him in the airport. Yeah. Like if those goons, he'd be dead. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, to circle back real quick, you're right. It's only a long and storied tradition for the former presidents to get intelligence briefings. And yeah. I totally forgot Biden already had said he's not going to give them to him. Mm. So there we so go. That, that's, that's, up to, that's up to the current president if the past presidents get briefings? That's who decides I suppose, that? I suppose so. Uh, I, I mean, let's... I'm trying to think maybe like the DNI, like the, the head of the intelligence community or community could also choose that. But in this case, Biden is the one that's like, nope, mm-hmm. he's not getting that shit. Uh, but... Me. But yeah, that's I didn't see that. That's I also had it in the background when I was working. That's like 
that's horrifying for Romney and really for I, I anybody just, in the Senate. Like, how could you watch that and be like, hey, that that could have easily been me. Like, like, I guess there are certain ones like Holly and Cruz that may believe like, ah, they wouldn't have gotten me. But I guarantee you, 95 percent of those fucking rioters don't know who's who and who's an R and who's a D. And the fact is, they did plant bombs out in front of the RNC. They hate all of you motherfuckers. They wanted to kill all of you. They wanted to hang Mike Pence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, what is wrong with you? Like, if you can't bar this guy from office for that, who, like, who are you as a man? Okay, or just a person. Don't got to bring gonads into it. Well, I think Mur Murkowski and Collins are are a yes for impeachment. <laughs> okay, okay, that's why. All right. Okay, fair. <laughs> Also, I like how I corrected your gendered statement with another gendered statement. Um, wait, wait, wait. What'd you say? I said we don't have to bring gonads into it. Not all people that identify as male have gonads. Hmm. There, there you go. But yes, that's... I I remember... Um, I mean, it's been a little bit of time since it's happened, right? It's been over a month, and it's like... It was crazy seeing all those videos that you're talking about, or, or the very... Like, the intro video is about 13 minutes long. That just kind of took you through the timeline from the rally and like the the leading up to the rally to everything going fucking ape shit in mm -hmm. in congress and it's really chilling watching everything it's chilling it's terrifying you just like cry it's just impossible to not cry for a lot of people i think you like the images of capitol police you know the one of the guy getting squished and just like fucking groaning because he's like so squished it's just so it's isn't so that the guy, Isn't that the guy that gave that awesome interview uh, a, a few days after? Where he I don't was know. Like, I, I, think it, I think it's the same guy, the guy that was getting squished. And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it was going through my mind how crazy and this could be the end and blah, blah, blah. And they asked him, he's like, well, what, what, I mean, what would you do differently? Or he's like, I would have, I would have, if I could do it over again, I would have done the exact same thing for free. It was my it was my honor to to uh fight against a white supremacist uprising Fuck yeah <laughs> i think That's... it's the same guy i think it's the squished guy yeah the squished guy yeah yeah i mean and then you just look at like the fact that there was loss of life of any kind but you know there was one one man who died that that day and then there have been like multiple people who've died by suicide since then like mm -hmm. presumably in relation in direct relation to what happened and then on the side of the shitheads there are people that died from that and, and i think like, no sympathy for me there that's like me getting mad because al-qaeda got shot in the face like I, I was i was pretty happy when they got bin laden too that stupid lady trying to crawl through the window that got shot in the face that's what yeah. happens when you try to break into the u.s Capitol. yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, the guy that shot her, because in this video, it's the first time I've seen footage of the actual gun being pointed by someone from the inside and it actually, like, shooting. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, this guy's the only one that acted how I would have thought they would have acted <laughs> to, mm -hmm. like, what's happening. And so that was very interesting, too, and in how it's become this sort of symbol for the insane people on the right now that are, like... This country is fascist. It's just so fucking twisted. It's yeah. like everything is completely flipped upside down. But 
the I mean, fact I've heard, that I've heard arguments that the guy still shouldn't have shot her, but not for any moral reasons. But because uh, if if you look at the video, there's actually other police officers behind the lady that got shot or something like that. So it's like gun safety rule three to, to be aware uh, of your surroundings. But that's a quibble in, yeah. in, in, in the heat of that moment. Ah, she got what was coming to her. No sympathy. It's also scary because, you know, clearly that whole situation was understaffed just everywhere, like outside the grounds, inside the grounds, just horrible. And so that that's like a defensive life situation alone from you know, like separate from defending the building itself. It's mm-hmm. like you have a massive everything that encapsulates the word mob coming at you, breaking through these doors, trying to get to the people that were democratically elected to run our country it's like it it makes all the sense that that happened and i i i i have more so sympathy i kind of have to disagree with you on like you know not feeling any sort of sadness or sympathy it's like the whole thing is just fucking unfortunate which i imagine you would agree agree with it's, i mean I feel, I feel bad for their families you know what yeah I mean? They, yeah, it's not their fault that their daughter got shot in the face because she was an idiot. I feel bad for them, but for her personally, like, you know, fuck yeah. around and find out. Yeah, I mean, that's the case though that they're trying to make today is that Trump is the one that led to these actions and in interviews with people that are alive uh, that were there, they were like, "I thought I was following my president," and they showed that in the trial and. They're making a really solid case outside of what seems to be an obvious case that this is Trump's fault. Yeah. They had they were like uncovering evidence I hadn't heard yet. Things like, you know, being behind advertisements for the event that were paid advertisements up until January 5th. So it's mm-hmm. like you can't run from that at all. You're like actively yeah. the, the I mean the, the problem is and I, the Democrats might be making a mistake by having it being being about incitement though like Why? i think you could just get them for dereliction of duty you know what i mean like that is that, that an impeachable like, is that an impeachable offense well anything is an impeachable offense that's the thing you know anything it's 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 political it's not it's not a criminal trial like anything and dereliction of duty not not you know uh upholding your oath to the constitution like it could be anything, but when you bring incitement into it, then this, then they can start doing legalese and like the definition of incitement. And if it were a criminal trial, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think they would have a, like a criminal case against them for incitement. I'm going to add some, some facts to what you were just saying, Steve, uh, for the question, would dereliction of duty be an impeachable offense? If you're a constitutional originalist, the answer would be yes, because the phrasing reads high crimes and misdemeanors, and the word misdemeanor does not mean the same thing today that it did back when it was written. Uh, Today, we understand it to mean a crime defined by statute as being less serious than a felony. The founding fathers, however, understood it to mean a failure to exhibit the proper demeanor. Mm -hmm. So uh, you look at... Yeah, so, so, so that idea continues, but it seems like, I mean... I'm not reading a scholarly article here, but yeah, I think, I I think it's, it's, I have to kind of also disagree though with the incitement piece because I don't, I don't think history can afford to forget that we had a really dark time in our country's history that was in part 
incited and led by the president of the United States. I'd like it to be very specifically acknowledged in history. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm just trying to find less ways for them to try and weasel word their way out of it. You know? So like, if you said like dereliction of duty and failure to uphold your oath to the constitution, everything you just said would still fall under that, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have that little word incitement in there for them to try and weasel around. Yeah. Cause they can make the argument. Yeah. Trump, Trump was, you know, he was saying a bunch of shit and having a rally, but he did say, keep it peaceful. He didn't know that they were going to go do that. They just went and did that, which is, I mean, probably true. I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, but I doubt his goal was to have a, uh, a violent riot at the U S Capitol, but it's just the point that he's so irresponsible with his rhetoric and told so many lies. Well, I disagree. It's, it's speculation. I disagree. Hardcore. I disagree. Hardcore. You're saying you think, you know, that he just wanted it to be like a protest. I think he wanted it to be a, a, a fucking scene that would get him tons of attention and tons of praise and make him the center of attention and cause a bunch of disruption. Uh, this- whether whether or not he, he I mean, I don't know, maybe I don't I don't give him the like the moral benefit of the doubt. This is why this kind of dog whistle like behavior, though, is so dangerous, because He'll always be able to have that defense. That's and I what think- I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So just take that take that bullshit off the table to begin with and just say dereliction of duty, uh, uh, inability to uphold your oath to Constitution. Whether well, or not he, he was his plan was to start a riot, the fact that his actions fucking undoubtedly led to a riot is, is not within dispute. So, I mean, you don't, you don't have to be it doesn't have to be uh, like a criminal thing to be impeached it just has to be really really bad you know yeah i do well i do think though that there's evidence that does suggest that he wanted it to be more than just that and i and i think i mean that's that's the gap that they have to close in the senate is exactly what you're talking about so i think you know there's there's certain language uh there are certain languages there there are certain words that he used in that rally like let's make this a historic day he kept saying that like make this a day to remember none of that shit is shit you say before a protest that's some shit you say to incite an act like protests are not memorable in history unless it's like a protest that ends up in crazy shit and he knows that and and every i think you're giving his intelligence too much credit right now (laughs) god i don't think no i don't think so because it was he uses the same language in his tweets and in his speeches because he mm-hmm. knows that his base is just parroting them. Mm-hmm. You know, like he tweeted while the mob was storming down Pennsylvania Avenue. And then there there's like videos of people repeating verbatim what he said in those tweets that he had just sent out. They're just fucking zombies. Well, yeah, it's it's indisputable that that his actions and his rhetoric caused Let, that. Yeah, yeah. The So like, I mean. And I'm not even saying that that wasn't his intent. I'm just saying that there's really no way to prove that. And it's kind of like it's beside the point. Even if he had had absolutely no intention of them going there and, and fucking storming the Capitol, his irresponsible words since the election directly led to it. And that alone is impeachable. Whether or not it was his intent is irrelevant to me. But I'm not so sure taking it at your angle you can take him down for that because i i think you have to have the intent piece that's why 
like just well, as far as the Senate is concerned, just as just as far, you know, it's like they gave this example today. It's the difference between manslaughter and like premeditated murder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like or not. Sorry, not that. Uh, heat heat of passion. Is that what Eric Swalwell said? So, but basically, like something that happens because oh god, I just saw my you know partner having sex with this other person. I'm gonna like kill them and something like that versus planning it for weeks and weeks. So I think that's what they're trying to prove. That's what they said they were trying to prove specifically is this was like a premeditated attack on the Capitol to try to prevent a peaceful transfer of power. And like that's the specific piece they're trying to convince the Senate of. But yeah. what, what, what's mean, interesting is all this is is irrelevant anyway because they're not going to convict them. Sadly. No fucking way. That's just what I was going to say. They need two thirds. There's no way that's happening. They only had six people come over in the vote yesterday. But what's interesting, that's one more than they had a week ago. That is interesting. But as long as it's a public vote, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's so weird. Like, Right. That they would have to worry about like going against that hurting them. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's 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 political suicide either way because you're not gonna be able to win a republican primary unless you fucking suck trump's dick and you're not going to be able to win a general election unless you don't suck trump's dick so all that these republicans are doing is making sure that they maintain their power as the minority party for (laughs) perpetuity yeah well, and then even with like old Marge, you know, the one that's getting removed from her committee assignments. Oh. Um, green with an E, right? Um, yeah. So, so even like with her, she's been saying in response to people saying like basically behind the scenes, please stop this. We cannot afford to let the party go down this route. She's been saying, no, you guys don't get it. The Republican Party is fucked if you don't go down this route. So I don't even think she believes that shit. There's just a massive camp of Republicans that think the only way to retain Republican power with the additional benefit of enacting your horrible racist policies um, and sexist policies is that. Well, that's the thing. They're not going to be able to enact any policies if they're not if they're not in power <laughs> and they're never going to be in power as long as as long as they back Trump. But they're they're also you're not going to even be able to be the 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 leaders in the out of power party unless they do back Trump. But the thing is, is Marjorie Taylor Greene, she still is a U.S. rep. She's just not on her committee assignments. So, yeah, like so the only power she has is yeah, she gets one vote. And then she also gets to be in charge of shit at like the local level, whatever, you know, influence they have back at home. And then there's like, I know that they're not like president of their district if they're the rep, but there's just obviously certain influences that you still have being a rep. So I think like, I I don't know. I mean, on one hand, being as far away as I could from, you know, personally agreeing with it myself, I I do wonder that's, that's, I mean, that's why I said, I think the Republican party's done. I, I think I do agree with her. I think that is what the Republican Party means right now. And she's probably right. I think it is too fucked. It has been too infiltrated, actualized, however you want to imagine it, for that to not be the case. And it's it's really fucking shameful, too, because 
I mean, I will, I will disagree with one thing you said earlier. I think uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene does believe her horse shit. I think she's legitimately crazy and she believes all that shit. That yeah. being said, the majority of those, those fucking Republicans, th- they don't believe that shit. And they know Trump's full of shit. They're just fucking scared of his base and they're scared of getting primaried. And it's like we were, we were talking about before the show with, uh, so then the house impeachment vote, only 10 Republicans voted to impeach. Right. And a hundred and however many said no, that's because like you said, it was a, it was a public record vote, but then they, they go to, uh, remove Liz Cheney for voting for impeachment. That was their beef to to remove her to begin with is because she was one of the 10 that voted for impeachment. They had a private ballot to remove her and she won overwhelmingly. So behind the scenes, all these guys are like, yeah, this is stupid and crazy and fucking dumb. But on the record, they won't say it because they're fucking cowards. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a massive issue. My God, I have like no idea how we're going to come out of this. Not like how logistically, but just how as in like, what's it going to look like? Because we're going to come out of this somehow. I don't know if it's going to end up in a better place or a worse place. But just like, how the fuck do you get over the rift in the Republican Party right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. I mean, did you see Ben Ben Sass's, uh statement on the uh, Nebraska Republican, Republican Party putting him up for censure? No, I'm sure it's just like fucking music to your ears oh he, 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 I, I forget the exact quote he's like i believe as all you guys once did that the principles of our party are more important than the the weird worship of one dude something yeah. like that is so so fucking spot on it's like yeah call call these these fucking pussies out it's not even a cult because they they're, they're not they're not brainwashed. They're just playing along because they're scared. They're bitches. Like why why even why even run to be a public leader if you're not going to lead? You know, like why why is it seems like a stressful job? What's the why why are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was not expecting to be so confronted with the incongruities of the base of the Republican Party with, you know, just like its original tenets in quotes of democracy and patriotism because the fact that they flew the trump flag on the capitol building is just like okay well i just need to know right there yeah Yeah. i don't even know what to do with y'all at this point (laughs) it's like fucking i mean could you fucking imagine like that's just so i don't know and any any other fucking president would have been just ashamed of that you know oh. what I mean? Of either party, but Trump, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's all about me. It's all about me. And they all have egos. Don't get me wrong. You don't run for president unless you have some kind of ego. But like, I couldn't imagine Reagan or Obama or anybody else like <laughs> being happy that the Capitol building was stormed and people were raising flags with their name on it. Like, that's yeah. disgraceful. Yeah. I mean, I really just don't see like. <sighs> I need to probably flesh this out more, but just the concept of some sort of like meritocracy or or some sort of <laughs> requirements to have X amount of years in government. Because even though I know like uh, red tape and fucking ugh, like government's bullshit or whatever, and, and I do think there are people in the private sector that of course are capable of being representatives and really good ones. I believe that. But it's almost like I wonder if in order to prevent shit like this, 
you have to make that a requirement and then simultaneously increase the access for people to like work in government. But there's just like a certain, I feel like, I don't know, there's horrible people that have worked in government and also run. So obviously I'm not saying this would eradicate the problem of having like bad candidates, but someone like Trump, who is, he does not, he could not give less dams about mm. our country. And I think people that have like given part of their life, you know, to it, whether however much we want to like revere that. Right. I think like there's a spectrum of reaction to that. But in general, just the fact that you put time and you have knowledge and I just think that does that. I would think I think that would like exclude someone as insane as Trump being well, able to come in. That's I mean, that's on the voters, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The only requirement to be president is to be a natural born citizen in what thirty five. Yeah. Like I any in, any American not to be able to run for president, it's just we need better voters. <laughs> right. You know well, I, mean? I mean, but it's like we say. I think this is the issue. We say anybody can run for president, but they can't. You can only run for president if you have a fuck ton of money, or if you've worked your way up and you're notable in government. And even mm -hmm. then, you still usually have to have a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. But Trump was such a goddamn psycho and was able to capitalize, you know, on the, the the wave of insanity in this country. And he just happened to, like, float right in. But Yeah, but it wasn't his money. It, it, it The fact that he's a billionaire, allegedly. That's true. <laughs> he wasn't, it, that, he, got, he got all the free press. He didn't have to pay for it any of that press well he so, also I mean, had we have a problem with the voters and we have a problem with the media I think. yeah he also had a bunch of foreign donors and that's a very real thing that was like funneling money not even necessarily into his campaign but just like into whatever web of oligarchs he runs in and then through mm -hmm. whatever like system of kickbacks was able to give all of this into his campaign and i mean the amount of like they were paying people to sell his merchandise and easy ups like all around the country. They were paying people to organize massive rallies in every single city. The, the amount of resources with a combination of like networks, money, and propaganda that they were able to achieve is just, it's insane. And I really hope it's not replicable. Is that a word? yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know it's gonna be interesting because everybody's gonna be trying to take up his mantle and follow follow his playbook but i don't know if that shit works for anybody but trump why i don't know there's something about the guy just his insanity is unique and his weird magnetism to that he draws people in is unique and i don't i know ted cruz or uh what's his name holly want to want to pick up that mantle i just i just don't see them getting the cult yeah you know? i mean i hate i hate to be this you know this person and i don't hate to be this person but for anybody that's sick of hearing this comparison my apologies but when we look at hitler for example oh boy <laughs> sure hitler was of similar mindset in terms of autocratic rule okay and in terms of how he was trying to, you know, uh, turn everybody around him into people that sympathized with him and just a whole bidding machine, right? And he was anti-German people as a whole, 
like in reality, even though he claimed it was the opposite, they use very similar tactics politically and, and like sociologically. And so we looked at how Germany, we look at how Germany handled that and they just like aggressively shot all of that shit down aggressively. So many aggressive reparations, you know, there's like content that is even limited there that harkens back to that time. So when we look at someone like Trump that I know is not Hitler, I know he didn't kill like fucking everybody. I, I know that, but I do you're think trying to, you're trying to eight mile me here. So I can't. Hear. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think our country, <laughs> I think our country needs to just like do everything in their power to make it. So this can never happen again. And they're not going to do it. And that's just like horrifying. Yeah. They're not going to do it. I mean, I guess we'll see. I'd like to be pleasantly surprised. They already picked off an extra guy. Now it's up to six. It was five. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you'll get to a point that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not optimistic about it, though. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I, th- I think I stay. I think they still need to do it, even if there's zero chance, just because that shit needs to be public record. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It, I mean, it's virtually impossible for it to happen. It's not going to happen. And now the question. At, I put it at one in ten. One in ten. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there would have to be like, he would have to do something again in the next 24 hours. That was another like fire under their ass that they had for five minutes on January 6th. I hate all the, the bullshit arguments that they're making too. They're, they're like, well, you know, you can't impeach uh, a private citizen or a former president. It's like, no, we, they didn't. He was impeached as president. This is just yep. the trial. He's already been impeached. He was, he was the president of the United States when he was impeached. Stop lying. You know, this, yeah. you're, just hope, you're just hoping that the people listening at home don't know this. Yeah. You know, Right, which is what they, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's what, I love to say it, it's what Republicans bank on with their base all the time. It's what politicians bank on. Trust me, the Democrats tell plenty of fucking lies, too, that just get eaten up. Like like, like, like the school thing right now. Okay, again, couldn't be more (laughs) different in terms of the consequence they have on society in like the long run uh i don't know keeping millions of kids from getting an education seems seems pretty significant long term they will go back to school the vaccine is right around the corner my our neighbor just got the second dose we're just talking to her for a second like it's fucking see how you're you're, you're buying into it now too though they should have opened schools months ago there, there's no scientific evidence that this is all the teachers unions keeping the schools closed. Now, some of some of the school boards are trying to say, oh, we can't even after the teachers get vaccines, we can't come back. We can't start school until all the students get vaccines, too. Why? So, am I, well, why? Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, that, that's it. It's just like they're fucking lying, too. Why am and, I the politicians fucking lie? Sure. Of course. I cannot argue with you on that. But. I'm hearing, and I realize this is anecdotal evidence, but I'm hearing, uh, I heard from a friend, I won't say their name, but they have, they have kids that were put back in school and then they had to close it down like almost immediately after because there's a massive COVID outbreak. So Maybe, it's like, I mean, I'm sure you can catch COVID at a school, but I mean, if, if we're following the science, the science says that kids are much less likely to get it, you, much less you, likely to spread it and much, much less likely to even have symptoms if they do get it. Are you kidding me? Much less likely. Kids are so disgusting. I would bring home illnesses to my parents all the time. 
Yeah, but COVID doesn't work like that. COVID? How does it, how does it not work like that? They're still trying to figure that out, but it shows that it does not really spread that much amongst kids. It doesn't really affect kids. It's hard for kids to get it, and when they do get it, it doesn't really do shit to them. That unless, I mean, unless you, I mean, we're trying to keep our podcast at an hour, so I'm gonna <laughs> not go down that road too much. But I, I mean, like. I honestly am not knowledgeable enough about San Diego's policies and schools and everything. And I haven't, I haven't read up on the stuff that you're saying. So I can't in good conscience really put my opinion out there, but um, I, I would just definitely want to see the evidence about how kids can't transmit COVID to their parents. And it's not that they can't. I know. It's I just, just said that. that it, was low blow. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just a re- Well, I mean, there, there's a big, and Jake Tapper's, uh, doing a pretty good job of following it if you follow him on twitter but basically it's 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 a it's a war right now between the cdc and dr fauci's medical recommendations and then the teachers unions on the other side so (laughs) it just seems so logical to me though like it's not like kids are just there teaching themselves you know it's it's fucking older adults that are teaching them too so take away the possibility of spreading it to your home even if that's a less likely thing to happen what about spreading it to the people at the school yeah i mean there's there's some risk but the, i mean if if the goal is to eliminate all risk before we get back to it then we're never going to get back to it like yeah. there has to be calculated risks and schools are lower on the risk meter than a lot of other things but a lot of other things don't have teachers unions yeah well, perhaps another. Anyway, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're getting up. The, <laughs> the point is, the fucking Republicans are lying, and that they're hoping that we don't know they're lying. Yeah. And I think a lot of their uh, their base um, either believes the lies or just is like, whatever. I don't care. Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> yep, I think that's accurate. I would believe that. And all right, everybody, we'll see what happens with impeachment. Uh, hopefully, I mean, by the time this comes out, we'll we'll hopefully know. And you want to put some you want to put some money on it? I'll give you I'll give you Ooh. ten to one odds. We betting? Okay. Well, I mean, I would bet five thousand dollars. It does not happen. So that means <laughs> I would owe you fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you would owe me fifty thousand dollars if it does happen. I, I should have started at five hundred. <laughs> that would mean you owe me fifty thousand dollars if it does. Why don't you start Wait, with no, five hundred times ten is five thousand. Five thousand times ten is fifty thousand. No, no, five hundred. I said can I can I retract it and put five hundred? So then a multiple of ten would be five thousand. I can drop five thousand. You wanna drop five thousand? Are, are <laughs> I don't. I actually Wait, no, you don't wouldn't drop five thousand. Wait, you no, know, yeah, I would drop five hundred if you went. Okay, odds are hard. I'm really just trying to say I'm positive it's not going to happen. But yeah, for the sake why, of that's, potentially, that's why the odds are ten to one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, in the rare event some shit does happen, just to save myself, I'm going to amend it to ten dollars. <laughs> okay. Wait, <laughs> that would that would mean you owe me a hundred and I owe you ten. Yeah, I'll do that. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Cool. Perfect. So if he is impeached or uh, if he is convicted, you owe me a hundred dollars. If he's acquitted, I owe you ten dollars. Oh, that that makes sense. Okay, makes sense. Wow. I can't believe I suggested you owe me five thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 and I'm 
like that I got to set that number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see, everybody. I think your mic's what? messing up. Or is that my oh. mic? Uh oh. No, probably it's probably mine. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. There you go, everybody. Remote. Well, uh, remote yeah, podcasting. Technical difficulties right at the end. What timing? All right. Amazing. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, this episode wasn't very funny. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get them next time. We'll get them next time. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, guys.